Who was it that first encouraged you? Who was it that, that laid down this foundation of just building you up and strengthening you and encouraging you? I don't know who it was, but every one of us has someone that's different who built, who encouraged us, who built us up, and who kept us going along the way. And that's really important. It's what we're going to talk about today. We can all think of encouragers in our lives, but as we think of one another, I want to, I want to ask you a question on the opposite end. Do you ever wonder why some people persevere and others quit? In any area of life, professionally, you may see somebody that just has, well, they just have everything in the world going for them, and then one day they're no longer on that track. They're no longer climbing the ladder. Maybe in the church world, you know someone that was baptized into Christ, and they seem to be going great guns, and things are going well, and they're here at worship, and they're engaged in in class, and they're connecting with people and serving, and then all of a sudden you just, you look up one day and you think, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen them in a while. I wonder what happened. As teenagers, you know, you're getting ready to enter a, a very important chapter where you make a big decision. Statistically, the numbers don't look good. For those of you who are raised in the faith, and then those of you who will remain faithful and who remain connected to the church, some say it's 50-50. You, you thankfully are being raised in a church that recognizes that issue and is being intentional about being intergenerational. That's why we have prayer pals. That's why we have so many other adults. It's why we have a great youth minister. It's, it's why we work intentionally about not just encouraging you, but connecting you with people who will encourage you long after you graduate, because we don't want you to quit. You think about athletes, or some talented athletes that, uh, whether it's basketball or golf or football, and, and they are just on fire. They're a phenom, but something happens. And maybe it's not, maybe it's a physical injury, but sometimes it's something in their head. I, I think all of these uh, examples of times when people quit, I don't have hard data behind it, but just anecdotally, I think the number one reason people give up and quit is discouragement. They, they fail to have the ability to encourage themselves or other people who are in their lives, who encourage them, who keep them going, and who build them up. It's why what we're talking about today is really important, and you're going to think about it from, oh, well, this is good. I I hope some people will listen to this because I could use some encouragement, and that's not what I'm preaching for. I want you to leave this sermon and be convicted that all of us can be encouragers, no matter how much encouragement we receive. It's not about us. It's about how much encouragement we can pour into other people. 
looking at Mike Yeoman and uh, the Yeoman family. Apparently, this is a big day. It's happening. So, but Mike, for as long as I've known him, is a natural encourager. He speaks the language of encouragement. Now, all of us can kind of learn encouragement, but Mike's been gifted that naturally. Uh, He hates that I'm talking about him right now. He does not like it at all. But if you know Mike Yuma, you know he is a natural encourager. His ability to naturally perceive what people need and speak to them with words of kindness and gentleness and love and hope, that's a gift. Now, looking over this other side, my brother Will, Miss Carla, they are here. We are excited that they are here. Got to have Will, uh, lunch with Will on Friday. And I left that lunch so encouraged. I can tell that Will is a great encourager. He's got that natural gift for people. He told me this morning, he said, I just bring it this morning. I said, okay. He said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be right there encouraging you. Okay. Now see, you appreciate that, and I certainly appreciate that. All of these people may be less excited at 30 minutes in. (laughs) All of us, whether you're naturally gifted in encouragement or not, have the ability to encourage others. So let's, let's be real clear about what we're talking about. I just want to simplify our, our definition. Encouragement is more than attaboys. Encouragement is more than just positive positivity, okay? That's, it's part of it, but that's not all of it. But encouragement is more important than we understand and more powerful than we know. Here's how I'm defining it this morning. Encouragement is simply the act of giving courage to someone else. As I stood at the back this morning and I scanned the pews and thinking about some of you and your lives and where you are and realizing the various struggles people are facing and the the hardships people are going through and the challenges that they're facing, I realize that there's not a single person here who doesn't need encouragement, including those who are gifted at it, okay? You see Will and Carla this morning, I hope you come up and encourage them, even though they're both great at encouraging, okay? You see, Mike, you you give him that encouraging word right back, okay? That's important. We all need it because for all that we face, that can fill us with fear and anxiety and worry, and these things are detrimental to faith. And so God gives certain people the natural abilities, but all of us a ability to give courage to someone else. I have in my office what I call my encouragement folder. Uh, I've had it for, I guess now, 22 years. And every time I get an encouraging email or a text or even a physical card, I'll I'll put that in hard copy form, print it out, or or just take the card, and I put it in that folder. After 22 years, it's this thick. Now, you may not think it means a lot, but if you didn't know, 
past two or three years have been pretty hard on people in ministry. Pretty hard on guys speaking and preaching from the pulpit. Because especially in our culture, no matter what you say, somebody's mad at you. No matter what you don't say, somebody's mad at you. And so the last couple of years for me personally, what kept me going was the encouragement folder. I would open it up and I'd read it. Notes from some people who've passed on, gone away to their reward. Some people who've left the church. Some people who are still here in these pews. Some people who I'm looking at right now. Your encouragement and theirs keeps me going. It gives me courage that I can do another Sunday. It's important. Everybody needs it. We need to understand that everyone needs encouragement. So this morning, I'm going to focus a lot more on the practical and give you four ways that we can encourage one another. So follow along and we'll move through quickly. If you want to encourage, the first thing you got to do is just show up. You know, Lewis Tandy was minister here at Northside for many decades. And I remember Steve telling me when we would honor Lewis, and he's told this story to others, that so many people would remark over the decades of Lewis's ministry, they, they, he was a great preacher, but it wasn't the great sermons that they remembered. He was a great teacher, but it wasn't the great classes that that impressed upon their heart. What made a difference of decades of ministry with Lewis Tandy was the fact that people would say, you were always there. Where was the time of hardship, at the hospital bed, with your family? That's important to, to show up, to be there. Turn to Romans 1, 11, and 12. I know it's on the screen, but it'd be good for you to mark it down, highlight it, underline it. If you don't know where Romans 1 is, turn to page 1204 in the Pew Bible. Now, Paul says this to a strong church. Okay, this is important. And Paul says this as a strong apostle. He writes this at the beginning of his letter. He says, for I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Showing up is such a, an easy and simple and powerful way to encourage another person. You being here, not to disregard those online, but you being here in person today encourages everyone else who's in this room with you. So you being here is a gift to someone else. So turn to the person on your left and say, thank you. Turn to the person on your right and say, you're welcome. Your presence, your presence is a gift. And it's a gift that should not be underestimated. There's a story of a funeral for an aged lady, a saint in the church. And uh, her husband 
was widowed and the family that went to the funeral, one of the families had a little boy, about five or six years old, and people were coming by and giving their condolences to the widower, and he was very distraught. He had lost the love of his life, had been married for 60 plus years. And with curiosity, his mother watched her little boy go up and sit beside this man. Now, they had nothing in common except that they were at the funeral together and seemed like they sat there for a bit. And when her little boy came back, mother curiously asked, well, what did you tell Mr. Jones? He said, I I didn't say anything. I just helped him cry. His presence, a six-year-old child, understood the power of presence. Sometimes we have to think we have to fill, fill the, 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 the time with words. We need to fill it with ourselves. And sometimes just being present is such an encouragement. And you understand that. You understand that when you've been through hard times. When it's your time to go to the hospital. When it's your time to receive the bad news from the doctor. When it's, your, when it's your time to receive bad news on the job. And there are people there with you and present. They may not be doing anything else but being present. There are so many times in ministry when there just aren't words. And it's sort of my job to have the words. There are many times when I don't have any words. And I think adding words would cheapen the moment. But what I do have is my presence. And you have that too. May we be present with one another. It's important. It's important to be here at church. It's important to show up to those graduation receptions. It's important to be here for Senior Sunday. It's important to go to funerals for people you don't know. You learn a thing or two. It's important to go to weddings to encourage young couples. It's it's important to go to baby showers and to visit the hospital. Yes, we can make phone calls, and yes, we can do cards, and that's all good, but nothing beats the power of presence. So be present with other people. It's an encouragement. That's a good thing to do. Second, we can encourage one another by building one another up, by building up. Second Corinthians chapter 1. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 5. The Apostle Paul, page 1,235 in the Pew Bible, he writes these words in 2 Corinthians 1. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction. If you're reading, you'll notice he doesn't stop there. So he could have put a period right there. He comforts us in all our affliction. Good, God, the great comforter, we can talk about that. But he doesn't stop there. What does he say? He comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. As you think about your journey 
as a Christian, you're going to face obstacles and challenges. But let me tell you this. Your obstacles, it's not just about getting through them. Your obstacles is about God using you not only to bring you through them, to help you learn to encourage others as well. Our obstacles are our opportunities to build up and to comfort one another. Matt mentioned the triplets this morning and all of the just losing your home and everything and and the tragedy that that is. And I heard Mark say, he said, we could never even begin to repay all that's been done. And our wise theologian Luke Campbell said, that's the way it's supposed to be. Now, do you think Mark and Lindsay and the girls, I'm pretty sure this will not ever be the last tornado we have in Kansas, okay? But listen, The next time one of those happens, the triplets will have a perspective that none of us, hardly any of us will have. They will have a special place in their heart. They will know what it's like. They'll be able to sympathize with what other people are going through. And so their obstacle then becomes an opportunity to minister to those who go through a similar affliction. Now you can take any level of obstacle and carry that. You think of all of your obstacles and challenges, and I'm telling you, if you'll let him, God will use your obstacles and create opportunities. He'll turn your mess into your message. He'll turn your test into a testimony. He will transfer all. He's the God of redeemed. And it's not just redeeming us. It's redeeming everything about us. That's the God that we serve. And we have an opportunity in our obstacles to build up other people and encourage them. Number three, we can encourage one another by looking up. I want you to open to Romans chapter 15. Some of you are great at following along. Some of you say, hey, I'm just going to read it up there. That's fine. But for this one, would you, would you humor me and look it up? Pull it out on your phone. Get a pew Bible. Romans 15. Because because I want the word to tell you directly. If it's your Bible, if it's your pew Bible, underline this verse. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Wish I could read the full context, we don't have time. But For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction... That through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. God didn't just give you his word, he gave you his people. His word, every one of these accounts of his people of faith, every one of the accounts of people struggling with God, every one of the accounts, wisdom, literature, and prophecy, all of this that's in God's word was written for your encouragement. And so, it it will serve you well to read the book so that you might be encouraged by it. 
It's one of the greatest words of encouragement. I, I can do my best to encourage you, but it's the word that's going to encourage you over the lifetime of your journey of faith. So may we listen to God's word. This is a, a very simple but very powerful way to be encouraged and to give encouraged. 23 years ago when I was a student at Oklahoma Christian, back in the late 90s, as they would say, kids, um, we received this ancient method of communication called mail. It was paper that you would put into a vessel, seal it with your own saliva. Sounds crude, doesn't it? Send it. You would entrust several people to get this to the right person. And a big time after chapel was going to check your mailbox to see what was in your mailbox. And I always looked forward to seeing mail from Mabel Street. Mabel Street was not a, a person. Mabel Street was an address where my Aunt Donna lived, and she would send letters written in her own hand of encouragement. And all throughout those letters, which are just two or three pages long, were scriptures, words of God. And one of them that she gave me was the one that I just gave you, Romans fifteen four. That through the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. Don't lose or forget or let go of the power of God's word. It is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path and a word of encouragement from God and the Holy Spirit himself. That's why those daily Bible reading plans matter so much. Not that you can check it off, not that you can have do it perfectly, but so that you can hear an encouraging word from God himself. Written through the hands of others, but inspired by his spirit. Fourth, may we encourage one another by stepping up. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13 says this. Encourage one another Daily. That's so important that we do it every day. Encouragement is good for a short time, but, you know, eventually it wears off. You ever been to a motivational speaker or hear a really inspiring YouTube video? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later on in the day, you've forgotten all about it. You know, encouragement is kind of like bathing. We, we need it every day. We need it every day because we get covered with a lot of discouraging dirt and filth in this world. And we need to encourage one another daily. Hebrews 3.13 says, let me read it. Exhort one another every day as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. When you encourage someone, whether it's a card, a text, a, a, a kind word, an encouragement of any type, what you are doing is more powerful than you know. You keep a straying heart from straying further. You give a grieving heart hope. You help a doubting heart pull back from disbelief. And you keep a sinning heart from hardening. Don't discount the power of encouragement. You can do it today. You can do it today. And I hope that you will. How do you do it? Oh, there's lots of ways. You could spend five extra minutes instead of darting for the door, darting for your 
cars and trying to be first in the drive through line at Popeye's. I know some of you go there, praying for you. You could spend five extra minutes instead of rushing for the door and having a conversation with someone you haven't met or don't know. You could take ten extra minutes and get outside of your comfort circle with your family and your friends and the people that you know and just go roaming about and looking for people that you don't know. We've got so many guests here this morning. There's always opportunities to encourage You could take 15 minutes this week and send a text to thank a Bible class teacher for always being faithful to teach your children. You could take 15 minutes to thank your own Bible class teacher for always being prepared and willing and ready. The point is, make the call, send the text Send the card, whatever your preferred method is, and be an encourager, but do it today. Several weeks ago, this came out of the encouragement folder, I received an envelope that was full of cards. And all of these cards had a word of encouragement from one of our small groups. That really filled my cup on what was an a rather draining day. I read through it and I saw the names that were signed and with each, with each name that I saw, I smiled. One of them was from Titus Griffith. I'll go ahead and read it, though I didn't ask his permission. Dear Mr. Toby, thank you for being our preacher. Your sermons are sometimes funny. That didn't take long. That was a simple act, but it was more important that they understood and more powerful than they know. I was talking to one of our shepherds, Craig Greenwood, and he saw this stack and we were talking about it. He said, I got one of those too. See, their small group wasn't just focused inwardly. They were focused outwardly, and that's good. That's the way we should be. We can all, we all need encouragement, so therefore we all have to be able to give encouragement. It's more important than we understand and more powerful than we know. Let me give you one final example uh, of a young, youngster encouraging his mom after they were watching a movie and his mom captured this moment. If you could bring the lights down, we'll show this encouragement from a young man. Say he couldn't fly a helicopter in Jumanji. Just because, Mom, no, this he is not could a movie. do it, if he could do it, this isn't a movie. He, he believed in himself, and you can too. Oh, man, you're going to put it on me like that? You can do anything that, that you want. You can, get, you can get singing lessons, get a better job, make more money. <laughs> You could be even like rich. You could live in the White House someday. You could be president. Me? Do what you want to do. You're it's amazing. not about up, up. It's not up to other people. It's true. It's up to you. It's true. I love you. It's cute. 
But in less than 60 seconds, a little boy who you've never met and may never meet gave you courage. That wasn't what he was trying to do at all. He was just trying to encourage his sweet mama. Courage, encouragement is contagious. That's why it's important. He encouraged, okay? He might be the next Zig Ziglar. (laughs) Maybe that was Mike Yeoman when he was that age. I don't know. But he was giving courage to one person, and because his mom happened to catch it, he gave encouragement to hundreds, thousands. That's a viral video, okay? But we see the power of it. When you encourage that cashier girl in the checkout line at the grocery store, the person behind you is going to hear that. And they might need it more than you understand. So do not discount the power of encouragement because it's contagious. So here's my challenge to you. Stir up one another. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, a verse that you know. Let us consider how to stir up to love one another, to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Encouragement is more important than you'll ever know and more powerful than you can ever understand. So let us give courage to one another. Leave people better than you found them. Wherever God takes you, leave people better than you found them, just like Jesus did. I know you're amening me, Will, but they're telling me, and this is telling me, i got to wrap it up. So let me give you this encouragement. No matter where you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through, Christ died for you. And that's the greatest encouragement I can give you today. He paid the price for your sin. And if you're ready to accept that gift, he's offered that gift to all, but we have to choose to accept it. If you're ready to accept it by professing faith in his name, by being baptized into him, we want to help you with that. We want to encourage you, not just to start your walk with Christ, but all along the way. If you have a spiritual need to be in Christ, or we can encourage you and pray with you in some way in your walk with Christ, let us do so. Just head to the back. Our shepherds will be at the doors, and you can meet with them, and they can help you at that time. At this time, let's stand and sing.